a Lifetime original podcast. I know. I saw Lawrence Fishburne wearing all white linens and looking very much like a cult leader. And I said, sign me up. (gasps) Sign me up. I love a Lifetime movie. I actually thought it was very good roofie work. He's a ribbon dancer of red flags, okay? Like when he walked up, I was like, I believe he has itchy ankles. Oh my God, if that was a Rent the Runway situation, Annie is paying full price. She's paying full price. And she puts her hair in a bun and then buttons her shirt all the way up. And she's like, there's no way he'll recognize me now. (laughs) (laughs) If I go down, so do you. You stay away from me. What do you have there, my files? What do you, are you crazy? You're not getting out of here with those. I said stay away from me. Jesus, you are crazy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekparrigan, here with the illustrious Megan Gailey. Oh wow, I thought you were gonna say, you look luscious tonight. <laughs> God, don't even I, If you're wondering why would Megan think Naomi was gonna say that, um, that's because we do have a character in today's film that says you look luscious tonight. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. It was really upsetting. It was upsetting when he said it, and even just hearing anyone say Luscious, it, I realize it's not. Not an oh. appropriate word to talk about another person. So tell me, how have you been thriving in a post-vax world? Oh boy. You know, just licking doorknobs all over town. <laughs> I went out to eat twice. That's well, not to eat. It's like I went out and had drinks at a place, you know, with tables and other humans, and that was huge. I was gonna see if you would be willing to meet me somewhere. I think that can be arranged. Wow, pregnant pause. <laughs> pregnant I would pause. do it. I would do that. Okay. We could do that. I, I could meet you out somewhere. I mean, you're fully vaxxed. Because like, if I'm I was like, vaxxed. Megan be out in these streets. Megan be partying. Vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm living. So I need to be relaxed. Listen, yeah. I lived so by the rules. Like I did. I had Fauci's commandments up on my wall and I wasn't doing anything. He, Our king, our tiny king didn't want us to do. But mm-hmm. I now that I'm vaccinated fully. Yes, 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 yes. I did go to the movies recently. Like in the movie Ooh. theater. Oh my God, that's amazing. What'd you see? What happened? Tell me all. We saw Kong versus Godzilla. (laughs) Honestly, this ties in very well to the movie that you and I are going to discuss today because this movie had tease and tease and that is twists and turns, honey. (laughs) It went all kind of ways I did not see coming. Today, Megan and I are here to talk to you about the one, the only, Deadly Misconduct. Mm. Yes, you can watch this on Lifetime Movie Club, but if you have not yet, I will tell you what it is about. Annie is a single mom juggling her career as a rising prosecutor when she gets tricked into stopping by a rival defense attorney's home one night. When she wakes up the next morning, she finds herself next to his murdered body. Mm. The worst is yet to come, though. Can you imagine? It gets worse because the next morning she's tasked with prosecuting his murder and now must keep the secret that she was there when it happened. Y'all. Y'all. And that sounds crazy, but it doesn't even like it's truly the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other little rich, crazy details that happen. Annie is one of our I think as far as like heroines go, she really does have to do the most. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like single mom of a small child and a district attorney 
and possibly on the hook for a murder she did not commit. That's a lot on her plate. That's a lot on her plate. Mm-hmm. A lot on mm-hmm. her plate. And she's truly, not truly. she's not divorced. She's not co-parenting. Her husband is dead. So right. that's a tough, that's a tough card to be dealt yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Widow, widow as well. Widow. Oof. Yeah. So much going on in her life. Widow didn't even make the top headline. I know, it does, <laughs> it does not make the long line. Oh my God. It's too much. It's too much. If y'all have not seen this, you need to hit up the Lifetime Movie Club. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't hear us last week, we told you guys you can get a one-month extended free trial until June 30th so you can watch this movie and the bajillion other movies on there. So go to LifetimeMovieClub.com backslash podcast and get that month, baby. And I will say that having just read that log line back, it does not do mm-hmm. justice to all of the twists and turns that happen in this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much more. And it's also mm-hmm. like, this is one of the best ones, too, because as you said, the twists and turns of this movie. And thankfully, we get to interview the star of the film herself, Anna Marie Dobbs, also known as Pink Fedora Lady from Deadly Mile High Club. Okay. This is probably our most exciting. I mean, we've been talking about getting Pink fedora merch like when when i saw her in the film i go that can't be her and it's because there was no pink fedora at any moment even though it looks exactly like she looks in deadly mile high club (laughs) but i was hoping i was hoping for i'm so i'm so excited to meet her and the fact that we've now watched her in two films we know her yeah yeah she's part of the lifetime cinematic universe and we need to know more okay y'all we are about to get into it 
you have proof that a witness was coerced and intimidated by the defendant and you just saying, let's all go get a hot meal. And the judge wasn't like, juror, strike that from your memory. You know, yes. when they do that, yes. I, I don't know. Yep. What, but the thing is, I've never from been the record, in a court From the record, law. not from your memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> strike that from your memory. No, yes. you have to say strike that from the record. The judge whips out a men in black um, neuralizer and a neuralizer, very good. okay. I cannot believe I remembered neuralizer, and it's pretty ironic considering it's the make you forget thing. <laughs> it does set up Annie is a badass, and everybody else is bad. Well, I don't know. I thought I honestly, you said it said establishes for me. I also I felt she was weak. That opening for me, I was like, normally Lifetime does really does set us up with like this this lady's a queen, and Annie was like. She's like so close to being a queen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel as like she is a queen on the cusp, if you okay. will. Okay. And, you know, these like big, gross slime balls kind of like intimidated her at the last second. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was like right. she's out there, but then like they messed her up at the last second. And I was like, no, Annie, you're so like you, you were able to reveal something major and then they still kind of won in the end. And I got very upset. So the next thing we see is Annie driving her 10-year-old daughter, Crystal. and Who looks six. Yeah. Like, she looks six. I, I'm sorry. I honestly was like, maybe this is her sister. <laughs> maybe this is like, <laughs> maybe Annie is like doing a side babysitting gig. Um, yeah. Just very youthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very youthful mom. That's true. Um, and Crystal is, you know, like a fun, sassy kid. She's talking about trying to become a YouTube star to make money. I get a ton of subscribers and I can get merch and sell it and even become famous. Crystal, how many times do we have to have this conversation? I was disgusted. I was like, ew. I was literally as soon as I go, she did it. Uh, Crystal's, whatever it is, Crystal did it. A 10 year old talking about monetizing her YouTube I channel. I know. Well, and I, I guess I was happy because I'm like, I think that that's like what the parents are doing usually. You know, like I think the kids are like, I like <laughs> opening things. And the parents are like, cha ching. <laughs> so it was nice to see Annie be like, we're not doing that shit. Get out, get your tennis racket. <laughs> Crystal loves tennis. <laughs> she Crystal is trying to monetize, but she's like, fine, I'll play tennis. And then also though, but do you, okay, here's what I'm gonna show you. Did you notice throughout the film, Crystal, again, she's a little girl, her little, um, what's the word? Her little accessory is like yeah. a pair of like cat ear headbands. Yes. Which I thought was a lovely nod to a mother who once wore a pink fedora. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. To me, Crystal is the daughter of the Deadly Mile High Club yes, version. right. Well, okay, you I, see? I think there's also a world, too, where, like, Annie, the character in this film, had the pink fedora, but then when she passed the bar, she was like, I have to give my pink fedora to someone in law school behind me. You know? Like, right, right, right. Put away these childish things. Exactly. I see what you're so saying. So, like, I see there's what you're definitely, saying. if we were to go to Annie's Instagram, we would see TBTs yeah. of her in the pink fedora. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, she put it behind, and now she's giving us a dark berry lip, which mm -hmm. says, I'm serious. And Annie goes, after dropping off Crystal, she goes to meet with Mark, who is a... Mark is like an investigator for the DA's office, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like poking around he's for a living. He's an attorney as well. I thought he was just an investigator No, I think he's an attorney, too. Right. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Mark's I mean, got two jobs. No, the thing is, Mark's got I, two jobs. I hate Mark, and so maybe I wasn't listening I that well. Like, no. <laughs> truly, I'm like, well, I don't know what he does. <laughs> he pisses me off. That's what he does. He pisses me off. Sorry about that. I had to drop Crystal off at tennis. Well, that's fine. How's Crystal? I haven't seen her in a while. 
She's great, other than the fact she wants to be a YouTube star. <laughs> yeah, don't lose too much sleep over it. She'll be on to something else next week. They're meeting up for, I guess, a brunch, okay? And I'm going to say why I think it's brunch. Because first of all, well, here's the part Here's the part I love, though. They're meeting up for this, like, brunch, and then Annie is like, Danielle told me she saw you kissing another woman at the Grove. <gasps> and I just felt like that was so specific yeah. and so beautiful yeah. as two LA residents. It's like, of course, if someone's going to be caught kissing anywhere, it's at the Grove. I can't go out with a friend anymore just because I'm dating you. You kissed her, Mark. Danielle saw you in the parking lot kissing her? I don't know what she thinks she saw, but there was no way. Why wasn't. are you lying to me? I, <sighs> Danielle's my best friend. She wouldn't just make that up. There couldn't be a worse place to cheat in Los Angeles. Like, Absolutely. for those of you listening outside of Los Angeles, the Grove and the Americana, which I prefer, are magical sister outdoor malls that are so beautiful, you will feel like you are in Disney World. Like, they yes, just have, Disney they are designed, there are fountains, there's music, there's little bridges, there's obviously a Sephora, you know, all the magical <laughs> things you need. But then there's like trolleys. And they're packed. Like, yeah, and they yeah. are packed. You will act. You everyone. see someone famous. I'm talking A-list to F-list. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I saw Shaq there. Both of them have a cheesecake factory. I mean, these are hot spots. You yeah. are not going to go there and hot cheat. Spots. It's a terrible idea. Ooh. Okay. Well, maybe she's mad about the kiss, but also the fact that he ordered her a garden salad without talking to her. Garden salad for the lady. And the salmon eggs Benedict for you, sir. If I showed up somewhere and someone and my boyfriend slash husband had ordered me a garden <laughs> salad, we, I, we would catch some hands. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was an insane order. Okay, you're having a breakfast. Like, you're having an eggs Benny. But then you got her a salad, which is, like, yeah. very much, like, your way of, like, saying, don't put any weight, sister. A garden salad? Like, not even with a protein on top? Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And these, these men that, it's like, you're dating a single mother who's an attorney. Mark, yeah. take whatever time you get. And nothing more. I'm, you're just, yeah. you're, you are not yeah. interesting enough for her to, I mean, not that we know that much about him, but I can just tell he, he comes across yeah, yeah. like needy, bitchy, like yeah. very, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, so, I don't like him from the start. The only time I ever see you is at work, Annie. And then I get a, a lunch or maybe a dinner. What? Once a week. It's like, you're not letting me in. And it's like, okay, well, I think that that's a very good call on her part because yeah. you don't seem to get it. She no. has a lot going on. And also he's someone with a job too, possibly two jobs, if we're saying he's an investigator and a lawyer. Why is he up, up in her face? Yeah, why don't you help just more with her child it. then? It's just like, yeah, you need to be coming on errands. You know what I mean? Like yes. when someone's busy and you want to be around them, it's like, okay, I'll come Drop sit in the car while you get it washed. Right. Yeah, so get in the loop. Anyway. Then we meet someone who is taking it all on. Errands, housework, <laughs> watching Crystal, and this is Annie's best friend slash surrogate of Crystal, Danielle. <laughs> oh, Danielle, thank God you answered. Do you happen to be free tonight? Mm, let me check my calendar. No job, divorced, no hot date. Yeah, I think I'm good. Danielle is the best friend you could ever have because yeah. she's ready at all times. They're talking and Danielle's like, great, I'm down. I'll help. I'll come take care of Crystal. Thanks for a godsend. So um, swing by for 7 p.m.? Yeah. TTYO. What? TTYO. Talk to you later. 
It's all about the acronyms, Annie. Come on, give it the ages. By give it the times, we mean like 1970s. Have you not heard of Winnie the Pooh? Have you not heard of Tigger? TTFN. You cannot be that deep in your law books that you've forgotten acronyms. Right, because like TTYL, when you look at Annie's age, it's like someone wrote that to her. Someone has texted that to her. Mm -hmm. She has seen BFF for life. You know, like Annie, but maybe her brain is just so packed with law things that some TTYL seeped out. But I will say when this happened, Danielle also talks about her dog Hector who's bad, and Mm -hmm. that she has a motion detector. And the motion detector and the acronyms, I was like, these are going to be important. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you'll see if I was correct. You'll see. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, later on, we're at Annie's house, and you guys, this is one of the best kitchens. Really good. Okay, there's a huge Gorgeous outside of the house. I love the exterior of this house. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, district attorney you know what i mean like you can really buy she's she's single well she's a she's a widowed but she is like gorgeous house district attorney honey crystal's doing homework on the island and i'm just loving every second of it annie's wearing this very hot red dress number off the shoulder deep plunge i'm like she said she was going to a work event and i I thought okay annie i was like okay you are also working sister and when Danielle shows up, Crystal's so excited to see her because, as you said, right? Like, <laughs> Danielle is Crystal's mother. Yes. Her second mother. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Danielle. Hi, my BFFs. Annie heads out. She goes to this work party. And who's like the first person she sees but the gross, slimy defense attorney from our opening scene, Larson. His name is Larson. Hey, Annie. On the cell phone at the fundraiser? What is that, the new standard at the DA's office these days? Yeah, well, it's been a long day, so I called my ride home. Were you leaving so soon? Not soon enough, I guess. What I can't stand about him is that, like, he's so grimy. It's like you literally work for drug dealers in the mafia. And then he, like, comes up to Annie and is like, you want to head out of here and grab a drink? It's like, y'all are not friends. Well, I thought it was weird, too. Annie had just gotten there, just walked in, saw him, and was like, I'm leaving. And right? I'm like, but girl, can't you just mingle with someone else? Like, I, I, I was like, she wouldn't make it in a green room of a comedy club. Because if you see someone you don't like and you have to leave, then your career is over. <laughs> That's what makes this next part so crazy. Listen to this. We both know this case is shut and closed in my favor. So me giving you a tidbit of information. A little bit of a discovery to get a drink with you. Hey, I got nothing to lose. But you, on the other hand, you have a lot to gain. Okay, so this is a man that she just was going to leave that she saw. And this little spiel he gives her somehow works. And that is when what you were saying earlier does start to factor in. I'm like, Annie, I feel like you let these men kind of talk you into things that you know you don't want to do. Absolutely. So they get in his porch (laughs) and it's a two-door. It's like red. It's it's actually pretty yeah. nice. They go to a bar where <laughs> there is a saxophone playing, and I'm like, oh, God. Uh, it's this very is, jazz music. Yeah. It's very La La Land. Yeah. I said, get me out of here. And also, this goes against, Megan, what are, what are one of our many rules that we've learned from watching Lifetime movies? Never go to a secondary location. No. And here we are. Here we are, the darkest, darkest little jazz club we could ever see with a man she hates. I'm like, literally, how do you go from I'm going to leave to I'll go with you wherever? You don't know him. And I imagine he smells like Dracar Noir. 
That's yeah, what I imagine. I bet he's doused in cologne. We yeah. do find out that he went to Yale. So what about you? You went to Yale, right? That's right. <laughs> like, if I were a lawyer, I think I would be a public defender. Um, now, this is obviously mm-hmm. not what Larson is. <laughs> Larson right? is like, I'll be a defender for the highest bidder. I w- I'm the most exactly. private of defenders. But I do agree with him that everyone is deserving of good defense. It is indefensible, this line that he says to Annie, though. Well, tonight you look luscious. Okay, yeah, so that's what we were referencing early. We're not even 20 minutes into the film, and the sleaziest man is calling our heroine luscious. So Naomi and I are upset. How many red flags do you need, okay? This is out of control. He's a he's a ribbon dancer of red flags, okay? It's too much. You have said luscious. You have taken her to another location. You are pretending like you're not evil. He's like, people don't like me, but I don't care. And it's like, cool? That's like, that's like what's his name? The guy who was like, I'm a jerk, who cares? Right, you know, it's like exactly. that kind of line. And like, Larson is a full-blown liar because the next moment, Annie's like, I have to go to the bathroom. She gets up and he roofies her. Roofies or drink. Roofies or martini. This man is, I mean, I'm going to tell you. I, well, I'm going to ask you, actually. Were you surprised by the roofie? Yes, I was. Me too. Me too. Me too. I would take him for a man that's like, I'm sure my moves are enough of a roofie. Yes. Yep. That's exactly what I think, too. It's almost like because he's so skeevy, it's almost too much. Meaning, yeah, again, right. all these red flags like, and you and you drug and assault women? I'm like, sir, you have enough evil going on. We don't need to add that. Yeah. Like, you already defend murderers and meaning, like, people we know are murderers, right. okay? Not someone who's like, we've got to make sure they get a fair trial. This is literally someone who's like, I'll pay you a million dollars if you can intimidate all the witnesses <laughs> so that I don't go to jail. So Annie starts to kind of feel some of the effects, but he's like, oh, the evidence I was going to give you is back at my house. Hey, look, it's up to you, okay? If you want a chance of cracking this case, entirely up to you. Finish your drink, we'll head right over and I'll show it to you. I've got some evidence. It's like, oh, okay. And she's like, I'm not feeling so great, but I guess I'll go. And they go to his house, which looked exactly how I thought Tertiary it location. Yeah. Tertiary. This is not going well. We're at a third Annie, place going- now where he, third. the power dynamic is fully in his hands. Yep. So yep. they go in. She is starting to have like blurry vision. He's touching her. I mean, it's like all the bad stuff that I was you fear. Terrified. That you truly fear. And y'all, this is a good, this man is like 55, okay? If he a day. And Annie up in here 30 at the most. And it's like, you're sick. And him literally being like, It's upstairs. Come on. My room? Do you know I've always thought you were the most beautiful thing I've ever seen? No. No, that is not the deal. Okay, okay. I had to try. It's like, sir, are you a freshman in college? Like, you are too old to be like, it's in my bedroom. The thing you want to see. I was like, good. And at this point, I would be like, Annie, don't do that. But at this point, her judgment is clearly like clouded by the roofie. I actually thought it was very good roofie work on her part because it wasn't like immediately like, because I actually, you know, knock on wood, I don't know. But it it seemed like she was like, I feel really drunk. Like it was like, it felt like it was sort of subtly coming to her. And then it like really hits her and she passes out on the bed. She wakes up. 
from a thunderstorm and sees that the clock says 3 a.m. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, I got to get out of here. So she starts to get her stuff. She goes outside and then she realizes she doesn't have her phone. So she goes back Mm -hmm. in. She's trying to find her phone, can't find it, tries to shake Larson awake to ask where her phone is and realizes there is blood on his shirt and he is dead in bed. Dead, dead, dead in bed, honey. Okay, and that's when when she notices that the killer is still in the house. Like, she can, like, hear him. She hides under the bed. The killer comes in and is sort of, like, futzing around. And then... Not futzing. He's ransacking, Megan. (laughs) He's ransacking. He's ransacking. (laughs) And then my favorite part is he has really itchy ankles. Yes. He is... He's ashy. And (laughs) now CJ, my husband, he said white people can't be ashy. And I said, just wait till you see my father's ankles. Okay. (laughs) I, there's a will, there's a way, CJ. Absolutely. They don't look ashy, but it's ashy. This is a white man itching his ankles very aggressively. It's important to note Larson has a dog. And so Annie gets out from underneath. Then she starts to wipe down her fingerprints, like on things she's been touching. She calls 911. Smart move. Yeah. Smart move. Calls 911 and then just runs out the door. And then you hear like the sirens coming. But then I was like, oh, I don't think cops come if you don't say anything on the phone. But maybe if you're rich like Larson, they're like, we should go check it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm like, they wouldn't do that. But I'm like, maybe for like that zip code they do. And Annie gets back home, the murder's on the news, and Annie is talking to Danielle, who dropped Crystal off, and she's like, I'm gonna go to police, and Danielle's like, you did nothing wrong. Just don't say anything. I can't do that. That'll just make things worse. But of course, you know, again, Annie is a good girl, okay? Mm -hmm. So she goes to see her boss and tries to explain, but before she can even get it out, like, her boss is like, there's a press conference about the murder, he announces that Annie will be the one prosecuting the case. Which is news I to mean, her. Annie, a weird way to do it on TV. George. I know, I know. George, what are you doing? I know. And so she's like, oh, man, okay. Uh, well, I was just about to tell like, you that oh. I was there and yeah. did see the she's person. Like, what do I now- do? What do I do? And then Mark, oh, God, our knight in shining armor, he leans over and whispers, no comment. And then Annie goes, no comment. And the reporters are like, nice one. <laughs> You know, they all get very silent. They respect her. And then she walks away. And later on, Crystal is like up in her room and Danielle and Annie are talking. And then Annie reads the note. Listen to this. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Do you know who this is from? Yeah, his name is Quentin Cruz. I put him away two years ago and he's been harassing me ever since. I didn't want to make a big fuss about it. I, I just wanted someone outside the courts to be aware. That's why I'm telling you. I'm here for you. Every step of the way. Well, 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 well. That's a beautiful friendship. And now we know she's not only dealing with this waking up next to the dead guy situation, but she's got a guy threatening her from jail, too. Right. So there's a lot going on for Annie already. It's like, honey, you already have enough going on without (laughs) the Mm -hmm. Larson situation. Anyway, Annie goes to court for the bail hearing for Larson's murder. And, you know, the guy they have in custody who they're convinced did it because of his drug ties and all of his other work. And his name is Perry Perriera? Pereira. Pereira. Is it Pereira or Pereira? Pereira? It, he did, he just didn't have a Pereira vibe to me, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh, Pereira uh-huh. to me. I'm imagining Lawrence Fishburne in the all white linen. 
And instead, <laughs> we got a man who Annie notices has a tattoo on his hand. And from when she was laying under the bed and saw the guy itch his ankles, she knows he doesn't have a tattoo. So she gets so distracted, she almost forgets to <laughs> make an argument in case. Miss Sagan, bail. Right. Um, sorry. <clears throat> Girl, focus up, okay? Because I'm just like worried about you not getting the job yeah. done. She's like so shook. And they decide, you know, it's like $500,000 bail. So the guy's going to get out. And Annie's, you know, it's like, she's like stressed out because obviously she's got this whole secret she's trying to keep, but also trying to do her job. And she's going through this. And then Mark comes up. Hey, hold up. That witness who can break Perrier's alibi, he wants to cut a deal. Like, now. So. Want to discuss it over a drink? This is the moment where I'm convinced that Mark did it mm -hmm. to get Annie's attention. Oh, okay. because if we've seen him in the beginning and he's like, "Well, I never have you never have time for me and you're never available," I'm a, I'm like feeling like he has something to do with it because he wants her to need him. He wants to hang out. He basically wants to hang out, and he doesn't seem to realize that you could just say, "Hey, you want me to help you drop off Crystal?" Yeah, and instead he's like, "Maybe I can like." make her think she did something mm -hmm. like those things like he wants to he wants her to feel like she did it even though of course he knows she didn't and but, so that she will come to him yeah you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying but this is what i think this is what i think listen to this bombshell that mark drops on her been meaning to track down that mystery blonde anyway the what a blonde woman who was with larson the night of the murder you read the file right you know they found two long blonde hairs on the pillow next to larson's body Okay, so her hair is at the scene of the crime. And, exactly. For um, all the wiping, she yeah. missed a big spot. She, and she has blonde hair. And mm -hmm. now they know that there's a mystery woman who was inside the house, and that was obviously Annie. Do you mm -hmm. think Annie, like, played this off well? Or do you think she looked like <laughs> a deer in a headlight with a sign that said, uh-oh, I'm the mystery blonde woman? Absolutely. Annie's not subtle. You have to remember she's a good girl, so she's not good at lying. You know what I mean? Like, because she is, like, someone who's, like, what is proper, and, you know, I play by the rules. You know what I mean? Like, she's here to uphold the law. She's a DA. And so I think she cannot, like, she's like, what? No, no, no. Like, you know, she, like, can't do it. She's yeah. too pure. She is. She's not, she's probably not a great liar, which is yeah. wild for a lawyer. So <laughs> now we see Crystal with her rightful mother, Danielle. And, like, at this point, <laughs> we're we're only a third through the film and Danielle is the parent. Like, it, the trend is only going to continue, <laughs> but we see that they're being watched and there's, like, a shady truck yeah. that follows them. And then, right. while this is happening, Annie gets this phone call. I must say, Danielle sure is great with Crystal. Looked like they had a great day at the lake. Sorry, what? Who is this? Crystal didn't even wake up when I was in her room tonight. Who is this? Quentin Cruz? Okay, we got like a little scream voice modulator yep. happening. Absolutely. Ooh, terror. Annie, terror. Annie's obviously terrified. She's like, Quentin Cruz is after me. So she goes to Danielle's but is able to find Crystal safe in bed. But there's a manila envelope next to the bed and it is photos of Annie and Larson from the night of the murder. Her going into his home. Okay? Like, it's dun, like... Dun. So somebody knows and has evidence that she was there that night. Exactly. So then Annie, you know, she's at her wit's end. She's like, okay, this, like, you know, there's no way I can hide this. And not only can I not hide it, but someone's gonna, you know, pin this on me. So then she goes to her mentor, Judge Miller, 
his vibe for me. I'm trying to think of what he reminded me of. He reminded me of like a um, commercial for like Viagra. Does that make any sense? Like an active older man who's yeah, got I used that to do energy. A joke Does that about, make any sense? Honestly, strike this. No, I I used to do it. I used to do a joke about my parents looking like every couple in a erectile dysfunction commercial. So I fully get what you're saying. Thank you. I hate Judge Miller from the start um, because um, he's like, I'm being nominated to the Federal Court of Appeals. I'm not going to help you. I didn't hear any of this, and it's like, <laughs> what kind of mentorship is that? Actually, I didn't hear any of it. You have got to figure this out yourself before they do. I love it, though, because it felt very real. Of he was course. just like, don't tell me this. I do not want to know yeah. that you were at the scene of a crime and did not tell anybody. And now we're trying to prosecute that murder without telling anybody. I get that. It's like, don't tell me the evil stuff you did and make no. me an accessory. And he's like, I'm about, to, I'm about to meet a governor. You got to slow your roll. <laughs> you got to get out of here. So then she leaves. And then Annie goes to Larson's house. And I'm so, we have got to talk about women going into active crime scenes in the Lifetime universe because I'm like, Annie, you are going to get caught, girl. That for me, whenever they go back to a crime scene, it makes me nervous. It's like the perfect thing to like put me on edge because I'm like, someone's going to find you. Yeah. The cops are going to think you're hiding evidence. Like I'm always like, do not go in there. I mean, at least in this case, she is a lawyer. Like <laughs> she, I, I think there's like a reason yeah. for someone to be there. It's not just like, I'm the daughter and I'm going in. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But it does seem, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of I just get nervous. Annie makes that I'm yeah. um, confused But with. you're right, because she is a DA, because I did think about it, I'm like, well, she is a DA, so she could like probably like yeah. explain it away if the cops came. But guess who's but. there? Good old sucky Mark. Find anything, counselor? Oh, God. I didn't realize anyone was here. I went out to grab dinner. It's hard work searching for a clue to who knows what. Hello, I'm telling you, he's here because he's like, Annie, Annie, I'm here for you to support you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they start, he's still convinced though it was the guy Pereira, even though Annie's like, it was not him. Mm-hmm. But she can't, like, say why she knows it's not him. So they're going through Larson's bank info. And like any good criminal, he has it out for them to see. And they discover that he has been getting a $9,000 deposit every month, which they deem to be blackmail from someone. Absolutely. I need to also just say right real quick, like... Yes, Danielle is Crystal's second mother, but also I'm very concerned that Danielle is not being paid because Danielle is unemployed and Andy is a district attorney. So you better even you get her on staff. Even if someone's your friend, you need to you need to pay them a little something. I'm wondering if maybe Danielle got a big divorce settlement or Mm. is independently wealthy because Annie's house and Danielle's house look very similar from the outside. They have very similar setups on the inside. So she also has a nice house and she's not working or doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. That's just like the first thing that came to mind because I was like, okay, you're in this house, which means Danielle's with Crystal. And then that just got me down a rabbit hole of whether or not Danielle's getting paid. Yeah. But that's my own issue. Because um, while I'm thinking about that, Mark in the movie is getting a call that Larson's bed sheets were changed the day of the murder. So the mystery hairs. Is Annie's for sure. So maybe Larson left the party with somebody that night after all. Uh oh, Annie's going to have some trouble on her hands soon. And then because of the threatening phone call, Annie decides to take Crystal to a hotel to be safe. And then who pulls up at the (laughs) hotel, Mark? Get 
out of here, Mark. I can't stay. Why now. are you at the hotel? Who told you where they were staying? Yeah. Okay. Because literally, she's like picking up Crystal. Annie's picking up Crystal. She gets in trouble with her boss, who's like, I hear you're not doing what needs to be done. And as she's going back to the hotel, Mark pulls up. And so you're kind of like, Mark, she wasn't even there, is my point. Meaning, like, Annie was out and came back, and then Mark pulled up. So it's like, Okay, you knew what was going yeah. on. And again, this is like when I'm like, okay, Mark, you can't just be showing up at people's hideouts. Because that was a hideout. Right. And I did not like it. And you're an ex. Go away. Send someone else. Send George. Go away. Okay. So Mark, it pulls a real Larson and is like, I've got some scoop for you if you just come with me. And I'm like, Annie, mm-hmm. stop going. So what stop. he, she's like, she thinks they're going to Larson's house, but they're really going to scratch the saxophone sexy nightclub that Larson and her went to before he sexy. was murdered. Thinking maybe he met the mystery blonde woman there that night. Maybe someone got a good look at her. Anyway, the waiter who was on that night is working, so... uh Let's go find out. Uh oh. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So they get to the bar, and I love this. Annie is like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she puts her hair in a bun and then buttons her shirt all the way up. And she's like, there's no way he'll recognize me now. (laughs) I know. I was like, I don't know how putting up your hair makes it any less blonde. I loved it. And it was like, and she also like wiped off her lipstick. I think she knew she was screwed. And she was just like, I'll button it up. I'll button it up. (laughs) If he doesn't see my clavicle, he won't know it's me. And then he won't she, remember me. And right. then she stands like behind a pole. And no one is like, <laughs> Annie, what are you doing? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, what else could you have done? As you said, like, yeah. you know she's screwed. It's like it was, because again, had she known in advance where they were going, she would have been like, um, I can't. Right, <laughs> I, exactly. I have but then, like, once you're already in the car, you're like, well, I guess. Yeah, I well, she can't say I can't happen. go there now because it'll tip him off. The good news right. for her is, though, the bartender's like, I don't know, all women look the same to me. Um, and he's, <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's the vibe. And then yeah. Mark's like, do you have any security footage? And he goes, yeah, but it gets it gets recorded, re-recorded over every few days, which is always what happens. And it's like, maybe we shouldn't always do that. Always what maybe happens. Maybe we shouldn't be I doing mean, that. We really shouldn't. You guys got to get a backup server or something. Because yeah. it's like, I'm sorry. Do you think that like for every crime that takes place, people only find out about it within 72 hours? Right. Do you know what I mean? But they're like, well, we deleted it. If there was a problem, we thought you would have figured it out by now. <sighs> anyway. Then we have an interstitial where Danielle and Annie are having dessert. And Danielle tells Annie that she should get a gun because Danielle got a gun. Yeah, ever since Evan left, I made a point to get one. I keep it in my nightstand. And it's just... 
it makes me feel more comfortable being in that house all alone. Why not? Why not? Danielle was like, after the divorce, I wanted a gun to feel safe. They're just literally having a sweet treat talking about packing heat. Modern women. Modern women. Okay, so, oh, this is when I start to get scared. Crystal is at tennis, and I played tennis growing up. I'm sure you guys can hear that from the tone of my yeah. voice. Um, <laughs> and we see the shady white truck watching her, and we know this to be Quentin Cruz. And so Crystal is sitting on a bench by herself waiting for her grandpa to come pick her up. And Quentin gets out of the car, goes up to her, and they have this exchange. Your mom asked me to pick you up and give you a ride home. My mom? Hmm. Um, no, she's not coming. My grandpa's coming to pick me up. Oh, hmm, well, must be some kind of mix up. Since I'm already here, why don't I just drop you off at home? My car's right there. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. First of all, y'all, if you have not watched the movie, if you, you have not joined the Lifetime Movie Club, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, Quentin Cruz is the sketchiest looking dude I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like, Quentin Cruz should, you can't walk without getting everybody's attention like, oh, he's sketchy. Because he was out there, like, he's like, you know, kind of like rumpled, dark clothing, the sunglasses, the wispy hair. I'm like... How are you even allowed to be walking towards a child? Yeah. Okay, let right. alone having a conversation with them. And I was like, please, please, please. And this goes back to why I didn't like Crystal, okay? Crystal was a little too chatty. And that's because she tried to monetize YouTube, okay? Because the moment he was like, are you Crystal? She was like, yeah. yeah. It's like, Crystal, honey, this is not a fan, okay? This is not somebody <laughs> trying to get an autograph. You need to know Stranger Danger. I was, okay? I was if proud of Crystal, <laughs> I thought no. she did a good job. I thought she did if a good job. If not for that tennis instructor, she would have been taken. Okay? She would have been snatched up off that bench if not for the tennis instructor. Well, because she was about to have a conversation. And he was all like, well, no, there was a mix-up or whatever. And she was like, and you go see Crystal considering it. Like, Crystal was like, I don't want to wait around. I know. You know, she'd yeah. be like, if you subscribe to her channel, she would go home with you. If you subscribe to her channel. I was so happy when the tennis instructor came back. But I was also like, I don't know why Crystal's left alone with this tennis instructor. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, why he left her alone either. Right. Like, meaning she was just sitting there by herself and I was like, okay. Why? You can't just have a have loose blonde girl in the, in the park. <laughs> like, I um, I did think casting did a great job of giving us a Quentin Cruz actor that looks like he could have itchy ankles though. Like when he walked wow, up, okay, I was I see, like, I, see, I, see. I believe he has itchy ankles. You know, he, did, he had that like when I the whole time I kept being like, we are looking for someone with psoriasis. And when they appear to me, I will know who the killer is. And so when I saw this Quentin Cruz, who to me did not look like a Quentin Cruz. When I hear Quentin Cruz, I'm imagining yeah, 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 hot, yeah. sexy baseball player. And we mm -hmm, got mm -hmm. creepy, weird white van maybe has itchy yeah. ankles. So well, this is funny, too. We hear a lot about Annie's dad, who was like a great attorney. And he's right. referenced in the movie. He's still alive. Like she doesn't want to let him down. Like a lot of these things. We never meet this man. Never. He's late to pick up his granddaughter. <laughs> he can't even get his granddaughter on time. She out here about to get taken and he can't even roll up. You are retired, sir. Yeah. You should be on time. What do you have going on? Watch. I sit there and watch her play. Don't right. you want to sit there and watch, watch your cutie lesson. little granddaughter play tennis? It's, Crystal's not even my granddaughter, and I would love to watch her play tennis. Don't even know her. 
Okay. So Annie goes to Mark to see what was in Larson's safety deposit box. And in each of the cases, the defendant won due to some evidence that wasn't allowed in. Wait, so you're saying that the judge was on the take or the prosecutor was? I don't know. It could be either, though that kind of thing's particularly hard to prove because judges or whoever can always claim they made their decision based on the merits of the case. And then while they're together, Mark gets a text from the Scratch. That's the sexy saxophone I'm place. I'm obsessed with you knowing the name of the club. Well, I literally was just like jazz, smoky jazz club. And you're like, Scratch. Scratch. The bartender from Scratch. So the bartender from Scratch, who I imagine is an aspiring jazz musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has that vibe. He's wearing a newsy cap. Text and says that they don't have security footage, but they might have cell phone footage from a bar regular who was throwing a party that night. So Annie gets out of there real quick using this classic line. You're leaving? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I forgot to feed my neighbor's dog. I'll see you later. And so, of course, Annie, being smart, she goes to get it, but she does put her hair in a bun and buttons her jean jacket all the way up before she gets in. And the bartender's like, it's kind of funny. You kind of look like the lady. And she's like, that's weird. And then she runs out and she puts the footage into a cracked iPad. And I thought that was very relatable. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also have to note that she did delete this text from Mark's phone. So he doesn't yes. even know what's going down. And we love that. And I was that. like, smart, yes. smart. It's like back to the woman who wiped down her fingerprints. Like Annie has got, she's she's thinking, okay? She is trying to figure out if she can get out of this. And I'm very on board. But she sees herself in this footage and she's like, oh my God. She's like, I mean, and we're also like, thank God she got it before Mark yeah. did. Do you think there's any part so, of her that's like, I looked good that night. <laughs> She's like, that dress is cute. Can't wear it again. You know, obviously a uh, evidence in a murder, but cute dress. I hope it wasn't rented, you know, because. Oh, my God. If that was a rent the runway situation. That's Annie bad. Is paying full price. We got to get. We, we should do a rent the runway lifetime film where like someone sends something back and they're able to like solve the crime because there's blood on like a borrowed. Okay, Megan, like Megan, Megan, you own a boutique. Okay. okay. And then someone, and you're doing like a rent the runway type of thing. Someone sends something in. You see there's a blood on it. And that is like what starts you going down the rabbit hole of cracking the case. Yeah. Like you become yeah. like a detective, yeah. an amateur detective. And at first, I'm just like, I cannot believe people do. We get deodorant on things, blood on things. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh no, this was a murder. Right, because maybe you see like a news. Because yes, be I see the town, news. Right, I see the news. You see the news, and it's like, and it's like you know, murder at fancy fundraiser. Right, you know and I, I mean? see, and see footage of yes. them leaving yes. in yes. in the jacket from my boutique. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is good. Okay. This is good. Annie goes back to the hotel, Baymont Suites. You know where they're hiding out, where the motel. Okay, the Baymont Suite. and she sees that the room, the door to the room is open. The room's been completely trashed. And someone's written like liar on the mirror and there's like a knife through a note. Ooh, it's like, spooky. oh my God, it's so much. And then Annie reads the note. I'm watching you. Time for your mentor to die too. Wow. Time for your mentor to die too. He's talking about Judge Miller. So she races to 
Judge Miller's house. There is like a weird following thing, but then it turns out to be nothing. And then she Mm -hmm. pulls up to his house. She does call the officer that she's been communicating with about Quentin Cruz and is like, it's escalating. You need to like get this going. But she just leaves a message. She gets to Judge Miller's house and he is unconscious on the (laughs) couch. She thinks he's dead. She's like, Judge Miller, Judge Miller. And then she gets in and is able to just wake him up. He was asleep. Judge, Judge, Judge. Annie, what the hell? Oh my God, you're okay. What are you doing? Did you not get any of my messages? No, what messages? (laughs) He was asleep. He was asleep. He was not unconscious. He was asleep. No, he's an old man. (laughs) He's an old man. He's an old man. And he was like, I'm tired. And then... Judge Miller, you know, at first, you know, from being the guy who was like, don't tell me, he's now like, you got to come clean. This is getting out of control. You know, turn yourself in. So basically she's freaking out and he literally just goes, he's like, it was definitely him. Annie, exactly how long has it been since you had anything to eat? (laughs) So he, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I guess that's what a mentor is. Someone who knows when you're hungry, even when you don't. And then he, like, leaves to go back in the house to grab, you know, something for her to a eat. Snack. I'm going to go get us something. Also, we need to call your father. And then Mark calls and says, Larson was blackmailing Judge Miller. And Annie's okay. like, oh, shit, he's going to hurt me. And so Annie pretends that she has to go to the bathroom once he comes back with the snack. And I do hate in films when people do not eat snacks that they're brought. Like in Home Alone... <laughs> In Home Alone, when Kevin doesn't get to eat the macaroni and cheese, it's like devastating to me. You're haunted by it. You're haunted by the loss. I think about it all the time. And so I'm sad for Annie that she does not get to have this snack. So she goes up to the quote unquote bathroom, but she really goes into Judge Miller's office, starts going through his bank statements also, like a good criminal. They're out. Uh Uh-huh. She needs to find the evidence of the blackmail. Yes. She's like, okay, I'm here. We might as well make the most of it, honestly. She finds a gun. And she's like, that's the murder weapon. And she finds deposits of the 9K, which she assumes are going to Larson. And then that's when Judge Miller comes in and finds her and says this. Why would I kill him? I don't know. Maybe because you're up for an important new job and, and Larson was threatening to expose you. I don't know and I don't care, but I'm going to the cops. Annie, you can't. You can't go without revealing that you were in Larson's house that night. And then wow. Annie pulls his own gun on him. Her mentor who just gave her a snack. Who's also being blackmailed I because he was a dirty judge. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing, you can't trust anybody in the world of deadly misconduct. No. Okay, everyone is guilty of deadly misconduct in some fashion. Yeah. And she basically is able to use the gun. You know, she doesn't actually, obviously she doesn't hurt him, but she like uses it so he like lets her get out of there. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> she runs out and... She goes to Mark's, okay? And she's like freaking out because obviously her mentor is terrible. Jeez, where have you been? I've been worried about you. I've been calling you for the last two hours. Are you okay? Mark is like, this is what he wanted. He wanted Annie to be so scared and so stressed out that she came to his house yeah. for comfort. It drove the her back into his with. arms. Yep, roped her back in. Okay. And then he leads her into the bedroom. And then at this point, I'm screaming, where is Crystal? Who is right. watching Crystal? Right, right, right. Is it Danielle? Absolutely. Is it the grandpa? Does Quentin Cruz right. have her? Like, I, I right. mean, she really, does she, does she have 
childcare that we don't know about. No, 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 no. It's all Danielle. Danielle has a has a bed, a bedroom for Crystal in her house. You know what I mean? Like Crystal has stuff there. She has she has a full like a drawer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's her second home. So mm-hmm. that's the situation there. But when all this goes down, right? And she's like, okay, well now Judge Miller, like everyone sucks. Now finally Andy goes to her boss, you know, the head DA, tells him the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help her God, mm-hmm. okay? And he is not happy. And I was about to put Jimmy Perrier away for this and you said nothing. This is no laughing matter, any of it. This goes way beyond impropriety. I mean, we are talking criminal charges here. I'll try to make it quick because I know your dad who couldn't pick up his own granddaughter and Annie looks like cries in the hallway. She's just like, you know, her life. She's like, my career is over. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's worried that she may lose crystal too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. (sighs) So, cause it's like you, who can watch me? Obviously Danielle would take her in in a heartbeat if Annie had to go to jail, but that's not the point. So Annie is back at her house with Mark, you know, Talking about how she's come clean. And was it just me or was Mark real relaxed about the whole thing? So search? chill. Very chill. Get you out of this mess. Everyone's behind you. I know George was hard on you today, but you know he's on your side. Very chill. And now I'm like, hmm. Hmm. And you know what I mean? Like it's a little yeah. it's too chill. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable. And then he says there's not enough evidence to prosecute Judge Miller. And that the gun at Judge Miller's did not match the gun of the murder. And Annie is like, that is really, that doesn't make sense. But she's like, I'm sure the answers are at Larson's house. And Mark's like, yeah, but the house is being turned back over to his family tomorrow. Like, you can't go there ever again. Right, 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 right. And then Danielle shows up because, oh, thank God, she's got a date that night. And she's like, you got to watch Hector because this dog does not know how to act in the house by himself. And I'm just like, you know what, Danielle? I'm glad you are putting yourself first. Yes. And I'm glad that Annie is showing up for you. Yeah. She's watched your your child. Now make Annie watch yours. And Danielle's like so apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. Are you sure? It's like Annie owes you more than watching Hector. Like, Annie <laughs> needs to adopt Hector at this point. Right, 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 right. Let's just swap. Totally. You take Crystal, she'll take Hector. And and I think everybody would be better for it. But then Annie's all, like, excited, though, about the date. Who's the date? Uh, MYOB. MYOB. Mind your own business. Remember what I said? It's all about the acronyms. <laughs> Jeez, Annie. Girl, like, hello, get with 1992, you know? But suddenly that clicks it for Annie, right? Like the acronyms. Annie's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what all these initials are on this paperwork that we've been trying to decipher to figure out, you know, who is Larson paying, who would want him dead. Oh my gosh. I think I figured out what the initials could be. What? So then they go back to Larson's house. One last hurrah before the house is turned over. She starts looking through Larson's books. And she finds a USB drive. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? Did you see the books coming in to play? No, I did not see the books coming into play, but I did tell you I did see the acronyms coming into play. That is very true. That is very, very true. You knew what was going on from the jump. That was very smart. Very smart. So the initials are actually acronyms that correspond to book titles. So they're kind of able to go through. And these were... Initial, they thought they were initials next to bank 
on the bake statements, but they were actually acronyms of where USBs were hidden in the books. Did I explain that? Brilliant. Larson, that's very good. Larson, that's good. So they take out all the evidence from the corresponding books and then Mark breaks one. There's something wrong with this one. It's not fitting in. Uh, can your tech guys find the information or something? Yeah, sure. But for now, let's just get out of here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so yeah. everybody probably knows what's going on at this point. They are mm-hmm. driving back to Annie's house. They're definitely like talking through it. She's like, oh, I wish we could have gotten that other one. But then he's all like, I forgot my cell phone. Oh, can we get rid of that dog? Like, yes. He's being weird. I he's know. being way weird. Annie puts um, Hector back into a room and then Mark is looking for for her, Mark is looking for his cell phone. And then that's when Annie finally notices that Mark has been itching a bunch. And the Mm -hmm. flashback to the murder is in her head. And she was under that bed. Yeah. Listen to this. Mark Evans. You were the one being blackmailed by Larson. You killed him? Guilty. Well, 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 Naomi. Well, well, well. Well, okay, I thought it was him, but that is not why I thought it was him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this surprised me. I thought it- I did not think it was about him actually doing something bad. Yeah, I thought it was him the first time we met him. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just was like, I don't like him. Um, yeah. So Mark is the one that has been doing all of this stuff. He, like, mocks how scared Annie was like he's known this whole time that the footage of her existed he is the one that's been ransacking her place and he is the one who killed Quentin Cruz yep he took the pictures of her like literally the whole time he is just playing this girl like a fiddle and I mean that is what threw me now we can be together but it's not that yeah I thought it was like like he wouldn't have been the one to kill Larson but he's like oh, I'm going to help you get to the bottom of this. And in helping you get to the bottom of this, you are going to realize you need me. Yeah. No, no, no. He's literally like, you got to tape me accepting the bribe. I just had to find it and get rid of it. And him. And I will make it look like you killed yourself in a suicide. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like, wow, wow, wow okay. Wow. Could let her stay alive. So Annie does some quick thinking on her feet, like all of our lifetime heroines do. And she's like, mm-hmm. listen, you hate Hector so much. Let's take Hector back to Danielle's and then I'll just kill myself at Danielle's. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just take him to Danielle's, please? Are you serious? Yes. If you, uh, it'll blow your cover if you if you kill him and... and if he keeps barking, well, the neighbors are going to call the cops. So good. And it's, you know what, but I do appreciate that even someone as heinous as Mark draws the line at killing a dog. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. like, he's like, you know what, you're right. Because it's like, if you kill the dog, it's like, you know, I don't know. He just like knew, he's like, I do have a moral compass, I guess. Yes. Anyway, so, he agrees to do this. Yes, which is crazy. They go to Danielle's house, and I think there's multiple reasons Annie wants to get him there. There's the motion detector, which she mm, okay. does bring up. I totally forgot about that. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, take the pills, take the pills. And she's like, can I write a note first? And he's like, oh, God. It's like, she, she's got her. <laughs> just let her write a damn note, Mark. And but also, if you're going to do all this, it's like, you're a little too, like, it's like Mark. You're allowing for too many concessions. Of like, if you're trying to kill someone, this will also be like your third murder. I'm gonna need you to stop being like, okay, yeah, we can run some quick errands. Right? And like, how mad is Danielle gonna be? You know, like, whether she believes her Annie killed herself or not, it's like, at my house? 
Now I, I have to move. Like, I'm devastated. My friend is dead. And now I right. have to move. Where I've been raising her daughter. And, and Hector was here watching. <laughs> okay, so Annie is like pretending to write the note. And she is able to get a letter opener. And as Mark, everyone has these in movies and TV, yes. but I've never actually had one in real life. Well, we need to get one because it seems to be a very handy weapon. You're right. You're right. You're right. So she slashes him with the letter opener. And then that's when this dessert chat comes back in handy. You should get a gun for your own safety. Made a point to get one. Keep it in my nightstand. And- so she throws a vase at Mark. She runs up into Danielle's room. Mark breaks down the door and Annie shoots him dead. Open the door, Annie! You guys, I need you to know that in Megan's notes about the film, she just wrote, he dead! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> but Annie didn't dead. even Annie didn't even know he was dead because the next scene we have Annie sitting in an ambulance with Danielle. And it's like, can't Danielle have one night to herself? <laughs> she was out of that house for 40 minutes. She didn't get to do nothing. They didn't even make it to the entrees. I'm telling and you. And then a man was murdered in her home. I mean, self-defense. <laughs> but Annie's like, is he dead? And Danielle's like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Hector? <laughs> oh, my Peace God. for Hector. T- I know. Well, Hector luckily is thriving because then after that, Crystal, Annie, Danielle, and Hector are in the park. Okay, everyone's playing. It's a good time. And then when Danielle and Annie are talking, we find out that the charges against Annie have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be happy? I am. Just, I mean, that job was everything I ever dreamed of, you know? She has lost her job, and that does feel right. That does feel fair. That is justice. Yes, yes, (laughs) But then Danielle's like, you're the greatest mom, which makes me think her losing the job has made her a better mom, right? Like, it's like, listen, you're not gonna, you're probably disbarred now, but you will (laughs) see your daughter who was being raised by other people. Absolutely, absolutely. This one took twists and turns. I was like halfway to right, but then some other stuff happened. Then it's like the little girl almost got kidnapped. There were like a lot of, yeah, a lot of like really good, ten- like good tension. You know, like a lot of different moments where you were like, okay, what's about to go down, which I really liked. It made it move really fast for me, which I liked. It felt very fun. I am really proud of us, both of us, that independently of each other, we were like, Mark is the bad guy. Well, I, I would say at this point, we are experts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that we, we you know, we've clocked our 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. True, we're true outliers and when it comes to lifetime movie viewing. And I think we know that. And speaking of outliers, thank God we get to talk to a woman who has appeared, who has starred in not one, but two lifetime films, including this one, the true queen, Anna Marie Dobbs. Y'all, it is about to pop off. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Just a quick heads up, guys. You're about to hear some not perfect audio from me because I'm bad at technology. So I'm really, really sorry. Don't even think about it. And it'll be better from here on out. Now on to the interview. Naomi and I are so excited to be joined by the star of not one, but two movies that we have covered. Deadly Mile High Club and... Deadly Misconduct. Deadly and dun, dun, dun. And both. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome Anna Marie Dobbins. Hi. Ah! Yes. Hello. This is huge. This is huge. queen. Oh, Tree. yes. I got to tell you. Okay. We're going to get into Deadly Misconduct. But first, we got to talk Deadly Mile High because. Which oh, we yes. loved. Loved. Well, <laughs> what did you love most? I think I just really wanted to tee you up to ask Anna. Okay. Um, there there was a very important character in that film, and we call it Pink Fedora. <laughs> and it was a fashion choice that your character wore and then was also integral to the plot of the movie. Now, when you, what, what were your reactions when you first heard about this Pink Fedora? And then what was your reaction when you saw this Pink Fedora? <laughs> These are great questions. So it was. <laughs> It was quite the scene. So it it was a very pivotal mm-hmm. point in the movie, right? That they had to have some sort of statement piece that yes. the audience would mm-hmm. see from the air that would obviously be her, right? Yeah. Um. So the director was like, we need some sort of bright colored hat. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And I'm thinking, you know, like a big sun hat or something. Uh-huh. And then yeah. they, they only could find because th- this pink fedora. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So here we go. So we rocked the pink fedora. Yes, you know, yes. do what you gotta do. Um, as as Anna Marie Dobbins, would I wear that everyday <laughs> life? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but it worked for the character and it made sense on why we needed to have such a statement yes. piece. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. When I when I saw it the first time, I go, I hope we're gonna <laughs> see this again. Um, did you? And yes, did you? Yes. And I wrote, and we have like little Google Docs where we keep notes. Every time the pink fedora would come, I would <laughs> color code in hot pink, all caps. Oh my pink fedora is in the scene. <laughs> and I was like, I want to see. She's here. I want to see pink fedora at the law school graduation. Yes. I want to see pink fedora at the wake for the crazy mother. Right. And <laughs> Diane Robin, who plays my mother. Oh my God, she's phenomenal so and hilarious. Is she not? She is like that on screen and off screen, just a <laughs> ball of energy. And I yeah. was like, thank God you're like this because it it just works, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was so great. Okay. So that's um, Deadly Mile High Club. I mean, how does it feel to be a lifetime queen? Because that exactly. is what we think. That's what I about. wanted to know. I mean, because, you know, you were supporting, you're leading, <laughs> you're giving us all, you're giving us fedora, you're giving us business suit. Uh-huh. So much is happening. <laughs> was that your first time playing a mother? Um, Let me think. That was my first Did time she- playing a mother to someone that old. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I I was like wait a second. I'm like, excuse me, mm-hmm. this is high school mm-hmm. and a, a very young, gorgeous a, a young widow. widow. And a, a young widow. Yes. Yes. Well, they, they wanted it for a reason. Um, even though personally, I want to be like, I don't think I look like I can have a 10 year old 
But yeah, you did she not. Was supposed you did to be not. A, thank you. Thank you. you. But she wanted to be, um, you know, that she was a young mom, that she had struggled, that she worked her way to the top. Uh, so it, it was important to the 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 plot. Right, 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 right. Um, and her character. Um, but yeah, so that was my first time to be a mother to a 10-year-old. So that was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. I have, I have well, a dog. So that's about as, as motherly gotcha. as I get. But like yeah. a 10 year old who sounded 40, like to me, quite honestly, she looks six, but then she was talking like she was 40 years old trying to monetize YouTube. And I said, yes. this girl has better business sense than I do. Was she like a real actory child actor? No, she was the cutest thing. Oh, okay. They weren't your typical that. like actor kid that sometimes you, yeah. you yeah. get. Yeah, 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 they were, they were wonderful. And I was happy to be her mom. <laughs> oh, so yes. you have a dog in real life. Now being yes. allergic to a dog is the sign of a person being a killer in this film. Um, yes. now if you were to meet a man and he was allergic to your dog, do you feel like your instinct is like, he is a serial killer? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. My um, husband is allergic gonna, to dogs. So, so is he. So he's oh like, my God. So maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I'm projecting. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm really I, I thinking this through. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking this through for you as well. I think <laughs> we need to move on. Yeah. I think this is, this isn't good signs. Mm-mm. Okay. Now, Anna, honey, you were surrounded by creeps this entire movie. Okay. Deadly misconduct yeah. is just uh, any man is a creep. Well, actually one not creep was the tennis instructor. That's it. Yes. Everybody else creeps. <laughs> Now, you know, you have to act opposite guys who are being creepers. When you're not filming, are you like, could you go to your trailer? I can't look at you right now. <laughs> Actually, no. So the guy who, <laughs> the guy, Louis Mandalore is lovely, the sweetest, Colt Pratt's. He's hilarious. We had so many scenes where we were trying to be so serious, but we would just break and just start dying <laughs> laughing. Like I didn't, they're in real life. They're not creepy. They were okay. super sweet. Okay. <laughs> so having okay. to be mean to them and having, you know, have that, like, stay away from me. You're gross. It, it's hard. Yeah. They're nice people. Yeah. Acting's hard guys. That acting. That's, that's acting, that's real. acting. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, speaking though of these creeps, you know, this movie starts off, you know, you decide to go have a drink with mm. a very sleazy, sleazy gentleman. Slick back hair. Mm-hmm. Slick Defense back. lawyer. You know, all the sort of red flags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in real life, Anna, be honest, okay? This is girl time. This is, we're just okay. three gals gathering. Have you ever gone for a drink with a guy who you were like, I know you're bad news bears, but I'm going to go anyway. You know, I haven't. Wow. What? Yeah. No, I Did don't you remember grow up anyone. In a happy home? What do you wow, say? Wow, that is wild. I just, I think I've been really fortunate, and I know that sounds really bad, but no, I, no, I, I've never no, had no, no. anyone should, creeps. It's, it should I know. Be, is that a, no? It no, it's be not more, bad. It's it good. We're better. just, yes, we're, we we should, should be better. Should Megan and I have made mistakes. Yeah. I wish I had some fun stories. I really don't. Wow. Well, honestly, though. That's the thing, though, because I kept saying in when we were talking about the movie, I was like, Annie's a good girl. Like, the, your character is a good girl, right? Yeah. And she's like, I she's have a goody to two save people. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's wholesome. She's a wholesome gal with a berry yeah. lip, which I am wearing in honor of Annie uh-huh. right now. Because oh, you oh, gave wow. us a berry. You gave us a berry mm-hmm. in the, move, in the movie. And I, I like, did. I, I did. It. Anna, we have one more question because, you know, um, I don't know if you know this. You know, Megan and I are trying to be in a lifetime movie of our own. 
And so when we're sitting, thank you so much. When we are sitting here, you know, faced with a queen, a a lifetime queen who books such as yourself, we want to know, you know, what are your tips? What are your tricks? You know, when you get one of these twisty, turny lifetime scripts, how are you knocking it out of the park? That's a very sweet thing to say. So thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, you have to approach every character. Every actor has their own method of what Mm -hmm. they do and how they prepare for each film. And a lot of times we don't have a ton of time. Like we have maybe two weeks or a week before we start shooting. Um, And this was this was one of the first movies I did during COVID. Mm-hmm. So that was the stress of that. Um, I'm talking about deadly misconduct Yeah, yeah. Um, was the one I did uh, during COVID. And so it was a little stressful to even just be one filming when the right. world's like, you shouldn't even be outdoors, you know? Right. Um, I would say to prepare for this one, it, it was a little different because you just didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, as far as like what to expect on set. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, I mean, I just tried to do the best I can. Hopefully it worked. Yeah. Thank you. Totally. COVID on set can really test your patience. And it's like, you really just have to be like, this is for the good of the cause, even though (laughs) I just kissed that person and now I have to put a mask back on. Um, But it's like, it's a test of patience and willpower. And you have to be nice, Naomi. We have to be nice actresses. I'm nice, Megan. (sighs) I would book you guys. I'm going to write something. I'm going to cast you both. We're okay, wow. The three okay, of us, yeah, this is a real you. Charlie's Angel yeah. reboot energy. Yeah. I like that. I would We're love ready. it. We're ready. We're ready. Um, we love the film. Both the movies that we've seen that you have been in have been so fun and awesome. And yeah, it was, it, you bring up such a good point that it was like you were a young, fun bride along for the ride of the twists and turns mm-hmm. and, and this time leading badass lady. So awesome to see that that journey for you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Anna. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. To talk to someone who knows what it means to book a Lifetime movie. This is good. Mm -hmm. This is really good for us. I think it was informative. I think it gave us some things to plan Mm -hmm. for our own careers. So thank you very much, Anna Marie Dobbs, for the tenderness. And, I mean, two wild films and then such a, like, nice, cool person. The range she has. The (laughs) range. The range. The range. Whew. We've talked a lot about twists and turns, and you know next week's movie is no exception, y'all. Megan and I will be watching a movie called Killer Twin. Yes, I said it. Killer Twin. If you have not seen it, you can watch it on Lifetime Movie Club, and let me give you a little taste of what it's about, okay? Kendra's life could not be more perfect. She's a loving husband. Uh Uh-oh. What? I just said, uh uh-oh. I mean, if her life's perfect, you know something's about to go wrong. Kendra's life couldn't be more perfect. She has a loving husband, supportive best friend, and a blossoming career. And she was just awarded the title of Educator of the Year. But when Kendra stands up to deliver a speech at the awards banquet, her life quickly starts to unravel. And she soon discovers the cause of her troubles is completely unexpected. Amber, her long-lost twin sister. Amber resents Kendra's, quote, entitled life, end quote, and is determined to even the playing field. Whoa. This is like vindictive Ruby. Yes. A secret twin. A secret twin. My dad is a twin. So my cousins are twins. Love twins. Not killer twins. Not psycho twins, but just twins in general. Here's a little taste of killer twin, you guys. Listen to this. Finally, where have you... Kendra's Randy. Randy? Where's Dane? Dane left his phone and briefcase at the bar when you two left. 
I wasn't at the bar. You were? Well, then you have a clone. Mom, Dane is in danger. We gotta go. Come on. Wow. You better watch this because we will have a lot to discuss next week. See you then. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! Us! I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 